Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the TK Sportscast. So, <laughs> I have to apologize, really. Not feeling the best today. And, and just over in the past few weeks, you know, I'm still in school. I still gotta do all this. That's why there wasn't an episode last week. But, I'm here. I am alive. I just want that to be known. I am alive. Uh, but, again, we got some news to talk about. Um... And it's just me today, no Bobby, no, I don't have my co-host here, but it's all good. But so, um, kind of going into the big news, really, we're going to start with the trade deadline. Uh, it happened. I don't really know, don't really know, I mean... I feel like every single year the trade deadline is kind of a dud, mostly. I mean, I feel like nothing really happens. Like, no big names really get moved until, like, the off season. So, I think that's what we were waiting for. I think, I think we were waiting for, like, something big like Odell Beckham or Deshaun Watson, obviously. That's the biggest, that's the biggest name, I would say. But we have to really, and I'll get into this in a little bit. But first, we're going to start with the deals that did happen. So, um, the Chiefs get rid of Laurent DuVernay Tardif. I think he's a backup uh, offensive lineman. I mean, I remember, I remember seeing the name. It looks familiar to me. Um, except the Chiefs did upgrade at defensive lineman. They got uh, Melvin Ingram. He wasn't really happy. <clears throat> Sorry, he wasn't, I mean, he did, there was a report saying he wasn't happy about his time in Pittsburgh, and I don't really think Pittsburgh utilized him as much, plus I think he's also on a one-year deal too, so it's like, how can he prove that he's worth his, con- or how can he prove that he's worth the big, big-time contract if he's not playing, you know, Um, and these are just, these aren't the tra- all the trades that happened yesterday, these are the trades that, like, these are the big ones that happened this season. Uh, Von Miller to the Rams. That, I mean, out of all of these moves, that's the best move I've seen. Because now you have Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald, and Stephon Gilmore on the same defense, which is insane. I mean, really just thinking about it. If this was, like, a few years ago, if this was, like, this was like, <coughs> excuse me, this was like four or five years ago, this team would be insane, you know, but sadly it's not, but Mark, you get Mark Ingram back on the Saints, that should be good, and we'll talk about the bigger injuries and all that that's happened. Um, I mean, Zach Ertz to Arizona, that was another big one. Then you have the Panthers getting good at, better at the cornerback death with Stephon Gilmore and CJ Henderson. I don't know. There's there's really a lot of like there wasn't really a lot of moves. There was like small there's like small like here and there moves. But like for those expecting um what's his name to get if those expecting like big name trades to always happen during the NFL trade deadline I don't think you guys understand football like that. It 
you don't really see those moves until the off season. You know, like the off season, we'll get the big time moves. We'll get the, we'll get the Deshaun's. We'll get the, if, Odell, if Allen Robinson, you know. But, so, getting to that point, I'll say this. The reason why Deshaun Watson was not traded, and obviously with us off the field and all that, I mean, we know. We know at this point what's going on with that situation. I don't need to sit here and tell you what it is. If you don't know what it is, look it up because I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to assume that you know what I'm talking about. If you watch football, you should know. But it's just his asking price, I feel like, is way too high right now. And I saw a report saying that teams want – that Houston wants three first-round picks – or three second-round picks. But it's like, you have to understand, too, it's like, why would a team give up three first-round picks on a question mark? Not like a question mark. Like, this isn't a question mark like, oh, is he, is he healthy? Can he stay healthy? No, this is a question mark of, can this man even hit the field for you? Because if you're going to give up all your draft capital for Deshaun Watson, which, granted, if he wasn't dealing with, all the stuff that he was dealing with, he's worth three. He's worth at least two first. In, he's he's in my in my opinion, he's worth two first and a second. That's what he's worth. Without the off field issues, now. With that being said, with his on field issues, it it becomes. It becomes a little questionable. Like I can't sit here and definitively be like, oh yeah, like. He's going to, like, oh, yeah, I give, up, I give up my draft capital right now to have him. Like, no, that, that's stupid. I'm sorry, it's stupid. Now, do I think that, do I think that he will be, will be able to touch a football field again? That is tough to say. I do not know. I cannot answer that question right now because the way it's looking, it's looking... In, in a simple word, in simple words, not so great. Now, for the other big big names, uh, Allen Robinson not getting traded. I don't know. I I know he's play. I think I believe he's playing on the franchise tab, which means he can become a free agent after the season. I think he needs to go get out of Chicago. Um, I don't think it's best for his career. Which I don't know. Then again, I'm not someone's agent. I don't tell. I don't tell people what to do, but like I just feel like I just feel like Chicago's keep. Ugh, sorry, excuse me. I'm stirring coffee right now, but I just don't think um, Chicago has his best interest in mind. Like I don't think they do. Now, <coughs> now, um, the bigger trade, Odell Beckham. I just, I don't know. I just feel like it isn't working out in Cleveland right now. He's had, he's had good games. He's had mo- mostly injury histories, really, if you want to look at his time in Cleveland and New York, if you want to even say that. But I don't know. I feel like that's someone that we need to look out for in the offseason, potentially to get traded. And I don't know why his, his Odell Beckham's dad decided to decided to post a highlight tape of every time his son is open 
on the Browns. Now, here, I have two viewpoints on this. The first one is, is like, I understand it's a dad who's frustrated with his son, or who's frustrated with the team that his son's on. Take it, uh, Dwayne Wade, who had a problem with Sierra Canyon a few, like, two years ago when his son, Zaire, wasn't playing. You know, I get it. If I was a, if I was a dad, if I was, if I had kids and they were playing a sport and I knew that my kid was good or I knew that my kid wasn't, was getting open, um, moving around, like actually like participating and actually like beating his, beating his defender, getting, getting open. Like I would be at the, look at the coach and look at the quarterback and be like, he's open, you know, like you've got to find him, you know, and I get that. And then on the other hand, I'm like, but like, you don't need to make a video and a highlight tape because here's the th- other thing we have to understand as a quarterback and as qu- quarterbacks have progressions, there's some plays where they may not even see the wide open receiver because of their progression <coughs> or because of the quarterback's vision. The, qu- the quarterback's vision may not be the best. And going off of who... Cleveland's quarterback is right now. Baker doesn't have the best vision, and that's okay. You know? Obviously, it's not great for a quarterback. Like, obviously, you need to have a good good vision or else you're going to miss out. And, like, he does. He constantly does. You know? Am I sitting here saying that Cleveland needs to start over, draft another quarterback? No. Not at all. You know? And then the question then becomes, well, then how can they figure this out? You know? Because, to be fair, Cleveland is a run-dominant team. Like, Cleveland is a run-dominant team. So, I mean, you have guys like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. You know, and even I'll even include Derek, Dearness Johnson. I'll even include him in there. You know? <coughs> Excuse me. But... It's just, it's literally just simple as that. It's not like, it's not like Baker's deliberately doing it. I don't think Baker's like seeing Odell and being like, oh yeah, like, let me just not throw him the ball. Like, no. Now, do I think that Odell needs to get traded? I mean, yeah, I can make the argument for that. I can make an argument for anybody, really. It's just, I don't really, I get, and I get where Odell's dad is coming from. He wants, to, he wants to see his son perform well. He wants to see his son get the touches. And, because he, Odell is a very good wide receiver. If, if Odell isn't injury prone, he is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. You can call me crazy. You can call me anything else like that. But. If Odell Beckham is not injured, he is a top five, or in other in other words, if Odell is is healthy, he is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. His route running, his catching, his ability to create separation, it is elite. Like I don't, it's just the fact that he's been injured so much that people don't see that. You know, like we just constantly see him on the sideline. If Odell is healthy and he is getting the ball, he is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. 
period. I don't care what anybody says, nothing at all. You know, it's just, <coughs> it's really, really simple. Now, do I think that he needs a new situation? That can be debated. I just think he needs a quarterback. I just think he needs to go somewhere where it's a pass-heavy offense. An example would be, not just saying this because I'm a homer, but New England. New England is pass. We're not pass first, but we don't run the ball as much as we should. Now we don't run the ball as much as we should. Now, now we're trusting Max Arm a little bit better. So now all we need in New England is a number, a true number one receiver. Odell, Odell and Allen Robinson would fit that mold for us. But we'll have to wait and see. Even the draft would help us too, but I have no idea. But so, again, that and, okay, why wasn't he traded? I feel like a lot of these people's asking prices for players are too high. I mean, Odo Beckham's injured. Is he worth a second-round pick, though? Not really. Is Allen Robinson worth a second-round pick? No, because he's not getting the touches. He's not getting the ball. He's not playing to the best of his ability. So, and then the third one, Brandon Cooks, wasn't traded because... <coughs> Brandon Cooks wasn't traded because his value is too high, and Houston said, oh, we want to build around him. Sure, that's great. But you could have gotten another, potentially you could have gotten another second, third, third round pick this year for it to get a wide receiver. There's a, this is a stacked wide receiver class this year. You have a lot of good options here. So... Some of some of them who can be better than Brandon Cooks in the long run, you know. But at the same time, no one was real. I mean, Rams went all in. The Rams, the Rams were buyers this year. I mean, does this does Von Miller put them over the edge? Yeah, I I I'd argue for yes. I think it does. I feel like if we really want to. If we really want to sit here and say like who's a true contender, the Rams the Rams kind of just push their defense a little bit forward. But again, there's a lot of question marks going into Week Nine, um, and we're gonna t- we're gonna take a little quick break, and then when we come back, talk about Patriots, um, Thursday Night Football that matchup, and then. I was I wanted to talk about uh, the Raiders Henry Ruggs situation, but uh, we'll talk about that in the second segment. But man, I don't. I, I'll get into it. But first, we're gonna take a little quick break, and we are back. So, kind of, kind of to actually now we're gonna talk about a little bit of football here instead of just the trade deadline and all that. Uh, haven't been talking about football for a little bit, but I'll get into a little bit of New England. We've won two games in a row. Happy about that. I mean, the Jets game, I mean, it's the Jets. They run a backup quarterback who didn't get reps, you know. And they were like, well, it's the same quarterback who just beat, uh, excuse me, same quarterback who just beat Cincinnati. Like, like, so this quarterback's really good. No, this quarterback did not get reps. 
during the preseason or during the season, during training, and he just had to get thrown into the game. Then he got training, and then he got training, or he, then he got practice and all that, and then that's how he was able to go out and beat Cincinnati. But, again, we put up 54 points against New York. I mean, our offense was just rolling. I think Mac threw for 300 yards his first time in his career. And then the more impressive win was against the Chargers. Oh, my gosh. I just remember that game. <coughs> Man, that is it's such a good win for us. It is such a good win for us. We needed it. We really, really did. Um, I mean, it's not even like Mac played, Mac, Mac played well. But I would say our defense really stepped up. And now we're, if you really want to look at it, we are in the playoff hunt. New England is in the playoff hunt right now. You know? We are in the playoff hunt. We're not down and we're not out. It's just, it's crazy to really think about. It really is. We could, we could easily be five and three. Six and we could easily also be six and two. Like if you want to be look at it that way. <coughs> but you know we can't really look at the what ifs. We can't really look at. We can't really look at the um, hypothetical here. We have to go off of what's real, you know. But at the same time, the fact that we're even competing for a playoff spot—that's it's good. I liked it. I like I like what I'm seeing right now. We play um, Carolina this week. Again, Carolina is a tough team. However, they have been struggling. And remember this. The New England defense is going up against Sam Darnold. Last time this happened, Sam Darnold was seeing Ghost. <laughs> now... If I'm going to look at it, at this today isn't the prediction day. That is Friday. I'm not doing predictions in this epi- in this episode. That's a lot. That's a lot for me to do, and I'm very tired. So we're not doing that. However, if we want to look at it this way, there are some tough matchups this week for some teams, and then there are some easy matchups. Obviously, that's every week. But the toughest part is. Oh, wait, hold on. What am I even talking about? I lost complete train of thought. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I'm doing predictions Friday. So if you want to, if you are a sports better, if you're anything, if you're, um, yeah, if you're on sport, if you're doing sports betting, if you're picking parlays, you're picking anything else like that, I'd pick up, um, I'd wait till that Friday episode because I will definitely get into it for you. I will definitely help you out. And, but if you want to take a parlay for Thursday night's game, I would take, I would take the Colts. Uh, I feel like Carson Wentz is starting to hit a stride. He's starting to hit a groove. Um, <coughs> plus, again, Indianapolis's defense is a lot tougher than is a lot tougher than Cincinnati's. I uh, that's just my opinion. I feel like 
Indianapolis is a tougher team to play. Plus, the game is in Indy, so it's going to be tough. But if you're a sports better, I would take the. I would take the over. I would take. Um, uh, I'm looking at the spread. Hold on, I take. I take the spread. Honestly, it's ten. On here, it's ten point five. I take the spread, but. Again, I feel like Indianapolis is going to keep rolling. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like New York's quarterback gets one good win, but then we hit back and we snap back into reality. So that's that's the bigger question here. Um, oh, now we got to, uh, actually, wait, no. Before we get into that, we're going to go a little, little round trip around the NFL. Um... Again, uh, Pittsburgh beat Cleveland. Couldn't tell you how. Tennessee wins in overtime against the Colts. Um, New Orleans beats Tampa Bay. Kansas City sneaks one out against New York, against the Giants. Um, This is last week, but I don't know. I mean... To get on to touch a little bit on Kansas City right now, Patrick Mahomes is struggling. Is it time to hit a panic button? Yes and no. I feel like, to be honest, it's not even like Kansas City is a bad team. They have talent. They have all the. They have all what they need in the world. It's just, it's literally as simple as. I just feel like. I just feel like when you're the team to beat, and this is, and I I know how this feels because I was a Patriot fan for however long and literally in the late 2010s, or not late 2010s, but like early 2010s, mid 2010s, you knew who the team to beat was. You knew who they were. Like you remember, you remember every single year Every single year, it was, it was, what do you call it? It was, oh, we need to beat New England. Or if we beat New England, we'll be good, you know? If we beat this team, we'll be good. If we beat this team, we'll be good, you know? And it's like, sitting here and it's like, yeah. So, like, for fans who are looking at it this way, For fans who are really thinking about it, <coughs> for Kansas City fans, I'll say this. It's like, it's not, just know that it's really, really scary. It's scary when you're, it's scary when you're, when you're the team to beat. Because now, you play Green Bay. You play then you play, I believe it is, I don't actually know, I have to look it up. But like, continuing on, it's like, when you're the team to beat, when you're the team who's made it to two straight Super Bowls, three straight AFC Championship games, you have a Super Bowl win. Yeah, obviously the team that wants to beat you is going to be every other team that you may or may not have stopped along the way. 
you know, Buffalo. They stopped Buffalo. Guess what? 38 and 20. Tennessee, 27 to 3. These teams have you circled on your the your these teams have you circled on their list. They may not say it. They may not come out and be like, "Oh yeah, well, we have Tennessee, you know, we have Tennessee circled like we're preparing for that specific game." It's like obviously they're going to prepare for every game, but you know it's deeper into that locker room when they when you have when they have um your name circled, you know? It's different, you know? This week, Green Bay. I don't know. They haven't done anything to Green Bay. They've definitely done something to the Raiders twice. They've definitely done something to the Chargers, and they definitely did something to the Broncos, who they play twice. You know? And it's just, we have to look at it. We have to look at it this way. You know? It's, it's going to be very tough. It's, it's a tough schedule, tough road ahead, pretty much. Is what I'm going to say. It's a tough road ahead for Kansas City. However, it is an even tougher road for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I'm going to be very sensitive. Not really sensitive, but really... Um, not really PG. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the word here, but gonna be very cautious. That's what I'll say. Now, I I want to give out a little, a little, um, solidarity or like a little bit of memory for the woman. For I don't know her name. I haven't done the research. I should, but um, Henry. So for those, for those who don't know, Henry Ruggs was involved in a DUI, and he crashed into a car. He crashed into another car with, I believe it was two people, and a woman was left dead. So, not only do you have to deal with a DUI charge. Not only do you have to deal with a DUI charge, it's also a reckless driving. And it's a, it's a death and reckless driving and a DUI. He has, he has been released by the Raiders. Um, could he serve jail time? Possibly. It's looking more and more like it. And if we really want to look at this now... Now the, um, it's going to be hard for the Raiders, you know, they have to basically win. They have to win out and they have to stay ahead of Kansas, Kansas City. And I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, I am sorry, you cannot catch a break, you know, but at the same time, I mean, it's scary, you know. And it's scary to even think about it, too, that Henry Ruggs is only 22. I'm 20 years old. He's two years older than me, you know. And this isn't, this isn't going to be a segment where I'm, like, preaching and all this. You know, it's like, it's like at the end of the day, it's football. 
you know, we have to look at it from, we have to look that the situation is bad. We have to look at it from two ways. The situation's bad, and it's just another thing where we have to just wait and see what happens, you know? Um, and then the other thing, too, is... The other thing, too, is it's just... It's a big what-if, you know? Like, am I going to sit here and say, like, he, he can come back into the league? That's on... That's if any team wants to sign him, you know? And that's a big... And that's the biggest what-if right now. I feel like it could be it could become one of the biggest what ifs like what if Henry Ruggs didn't do it you know and what if Henry Ruggs played his entire career like because he's a he's a very good young player like he was he's one of the top like like few like not few but like one of the top like young wide receivers you know but. I don't want to sit here and say, like, stuff like this happens. Like, no, it's just, like, do I feel like he made a mistake? Sure. Again, there will be more details coming out about it later on, but I don't know. It just it just sucks, but at the same time, it's like, dang. It's scary, you know? And that's why if you're, if you're old enough, if you're... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but if you're old enough to drink, consume alcohol, do anything else like that, please be safe. You know, please don't, don't, like, have someone who can drive you, have, take an Uber, you know, be out with friends, don't just go out by yourself and think, like, oh yeah, like, my house is, like, right around the corner, I can get there. Don't think that. Like, please, I'd rather you not, like, I'd rather you call an Uber, spend a little bit extra money on an Uber just to get home, just to get back home. Like, don't don't think that like, oh, like I can make it, you know? Cause all it takes is one little slip up at the wheel and that's it, you know? Your, your entire future, your entire life, anything could be taken away in a minute, you know? But I mean, that'll, that basically kind of concludes the episode, but Friday we'll get um Friday we'll get the pick 'em in. We'll review Thursday night football and then go off and have a good weekend. But again, thank you for listening. Go show this to your your brother, your mother, your family, anyone in your family, second, third cousin, the dog, the random dude on the street corner. The random dude on the street corner who always talking about it's the end. It's like the end of the world. You know, maybe go go tell him, go tell the store clerk where you always shop at. If you go to a gas station, go tell the person on the inside when you buy snacks, whatever. And again, just stay safe. Stay safe out there. Um, yeah. Again, thank you for listening. Kyle out.